This is a Baby Brunch podcast. And I always say harmony is presence minus guilt. So if you're working, do your work and don't feel bad that you're not doing something in your personal life. If you're taking time with your kids, don't feel guilty. Oh, but I should be working. This podcast is supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. The range of Epimax Baby and Junior gentle all-purpose emollients moisturizers is an all-day, everyday favorite for babies and children. Give your child a good start to every day by nourishing and protecting their skin with Epimax. Laurie Milner is in our studio and I am so excited because just before we started today's podcast and video, I said to myself, I'm actually having her here for me. So a warm welcome to Parent and Baby Brunch. I'm Ilana and next to me is Laurie Milner. She is an inspiring mom. She is a leader. She's a motivational coach and you can follow her right now by following our social media handles in this post. Laurie, it's good to see you in person. It is so good to see you in person. I was thinking about that on the way here. We've only connected virtually. So one of the things that I remember was how I met you and what a privilege to have met you through a platform in lockdown where we were able to motivate people in a time where we were really unsure. Absolutely. Even in that time, you meant so much to me personally that I have quoted you so many times. One of it being my favorite all-time quote, which is around micro wins and how winning doesn't have to be this major big thing, but that can be a small step forward. Absolutely. And then that's the power of micro wins. It's just that antidote to an action. If you can say, okay, I'm going to do five minutes and you show yourself, that's where confidence comes from. It's just keeping that promise to yourself. If no one has ever met you, who is Laurie Milner and what do you do? What do I do? So I call myself a results coach. I'm a trainer. I'm a speaker. I'm an author. And I have the absolute joy of doing what I love, which is coaching and training people around how do you just become that best version? How do you bridge the gap between work and personal life? How do you create days you enjoy and you love? And I do that through workshops, uh, through keynotes, through training, through one-on-one coaching. So I'm really blessed to do what I do. Well, we are happy to have you here because I think you are able to navigate us as parents and especially us as moms through this conversation. We have so many hats that we need to wear. There's the role of mom. There's the role of employee. Uh, Getting into the lift, I just introduced Laurie to my manager, but our kids are also the same age. And so there's so many, there's so many hats that we need to wear as women and as moms. And then we need to be empowered. And then we need to follow trends. And then we need to teach our children. And then we get discriminated against the fact that we have an au pair. And then there's just so much out there. Moms, after giving birth, we, we often feel very unsure. Um, we we want to do our best for our kids. But then we also want to do our best for ourselves. Um it is, it is likely that we will be worried at some stage because of feeling that we are not serving all those roles equally, that we somehow unfulfilled. And that's why we brought you in. You are known for the one person that empowers women and that brings some kind of reassurance of how to manage all of these roles because you're, you're, you're in it too. Absolutely. And so if, if we say empowering myself to know myself again after giving birth, right? 
What does that mean in your experience? So for me, it's such a beautifully phrased question, empowering myself to know myself. And for me, that just means, am I taking the time? Because as you said, we come with all these roles. And then as soon as you move your identity from perhaps just being a wife or a working woman, now you've got the mom hat. It's being able to spend time with yourself, to not get lost in that, to replenish yourself every single day. I always say you've got to take at least 15 minutes each day to do something nice for yourself. And and getting to know yourself means are you comfortable just, you know, whether that means sitting on the floor in meditation for five minutes and just being okay with your thoughts. Is it, you know, whenever moms come to me and, you know, or any parents and they say, you know, I just feel like I'm not myself or I've lost my spark or I'm not what I used to be. And I'll say, okay, think back to a time where you were at your best tell me what you were doing. And they get the spark in their eyes and you you know what? I was meditating and I was walking every morning. I was taking even 20 minutes. I was taking that time to walk. And I go, are you doing that now? No, I don't have time. And so for me, that's the first step is what, if you think back, when were you at your best? What were the things you were doing? And how can you bring that back? Because that's how you start to connect back with yourself when you are energizing yourself. Because you can't get it from the external when you feel full, you can then bring that to the other areas. There's so much out there that we're even trying to diarize this whole notion of when to tell yourself that you're enough. We have to diarize uh, our affirmations. We have to diarize the Facebook posts so that people can share uh, the good news about how to feel enough. You know, there, there's so much out there that we, we want to feel like we are um, ourselves again. I'll tell you domestically what, what, what I'm going through at the moment because I, I feel safe and I can share it with you. Both my husband and I are working professionals and our businesses are doing extremely well. And I can tell that when we are in conversation, it is easier for us to talk about our businesses than domestic issues. The minute I talk about the garage door that's broken or even the light bulb that's out, and I'm not even kidding, um, I can feel that there's a resistance and that we're not getting along. But the minute we talk about how well our businesses are doing or our projects that we are currently navigating, it's so much easier because it's going well in that area. Me aside, I mean, what do most women and especially females, moms, what do they come to you with? What is there? but I'm struggling or but I'm not getting along with partner at the moment, but I'm not feeling myself at the moment, what do they need advice with most? So I'm going to come back to a solution for that question that you mentioned about what do you do about, you know, the house stuff and the unpleasant stuff to talk about. So I'm going to come back and close that loop. But what normally I'm asked about is how do I do it all? And I always say you can't do it all. So it really is just about, there is no such thing as balance. We know that. It's about what are you doing to create harmony? And I always say harmony is presence minus guilt. So if you're working, do your work and don't feel bad that you're not doing something in your personal life. If you're taking time with your kids, don't feel guilty. Oh, but I should be working. a minute. I need that harmony line again. Harmony, it's coming your way right now. This is harmony. Presence minus guilt. So... That's the one. And there's a difference between it's just changing your language because there's a difference between if you shift the word balance for prioritizing, because if you've got an important project at work, of course, you have to go out of balance. But then the trick is to say, OK, how long am I staying on that? And then I need to get back to the other areas of my life. So 
that's the one thing. And it's about really architect your days, create days that you enjoy. Make sure, and you made a comment, yes, we do need to schedule when we're going for the walk. You do need to schedule, okay, I'm doing that pottery class or that dance class, because if it's not in the schedule, it always remains on that someday list. I'm meaning to do it. So I'm a full believer in the scheduling that stuff because then if you're saying yes to that, you have to say no to everything else. Other stuff that people come to me for that, what I find is we're not particularly good, number one, at asking for help and for expressing what we want and sharing our expectations. So you could be thinking, geez, you know, why am I the only one who's doing this every day? Why am the, I'm the one who's doing this? But rather than just say, you know, I'm really swamped this week. Could you, would you mind? Could you fetch the kids today? Could you do this for me today? And then if we don't express what we want, we build up resentment. And then the smallest thing happens and you lose it. So I think we have to get better at asking for help. A lot of my clients always, you know, there's a belief that if I ask for help, I'm being a burden. If I ask for help, it means I'm incompetent. So you got to reframe what asking for help means and just being okay to say, this is what I need and just to be clear about it. Close my loop. So, and this advice actually comes from one of my mentors um, who's Chloe Madonis. And she's one of the most amazing fa um, strategic family therapists in the world. And her advice when it comes to these sorts of things is she says, you need to schedule an executive meeting with your husband every week. So you say, okay, so once a week, whether that's a Friday at three o'clock or you go for lunch or whatever time that is. And in that hour is where you bring everything to that meeting. And that's the meeting where you talk about this needs to be done. The garage needs to be done. This hasn't happened, this whatever. And that's the space for it because you don't want to cloud, not to say that you can't bring it up during the week, but if you've got a dedicated space, it's, that's when you can bring it. It's a safe space. You chat about it. You come with solutions. And then at least, you know, and if, obviously if it needs to be brought up sooner, do it if it's urgent. But that becomes the safe space to bring these things to. And it's worked really, really well. How do we own our roles? How do we own our roles as the mom, the business owner, the uh, head of the household as a mom? Um, so to own your role, you have to stop attaching self-worth to work only. Because often what we do is we say, okay, well, if I'm achieving, if I'm doing this and you, and you, I mean, and I did this, and this was one of my biggest lessons, which I remember was in 2020 in, when we went into lockdown. And I, would, I realized I was guilty of ascribing my self-worth to the stuff I was doing at work. And then as with all of us, come in homeschooling, your hours get shrunk, you can't do as much as you're doing. And I was starting to feel really frustrated. And then I realized, but I'm not actually putting value on all these other roles. Me spending time making, and my daughter was in grade R at the time, so making sure she's online, sitting with her, going through all these things, doing the homework, I realized, wait a minute, that's, that's, the, that's the season I'm in now. That's where my value is now. And I always said, how do I want my family to remember me during these years? And I was saying, but that, I'm still good enough if I'm, and it's not just doing that. It's saying, wow, actually, that's my role now in this family. And it's going to shift as the kids get older and they stay later at school and the extramurals get longer and you get more of your day back and you can start to put in more. But it's just saying, okay, what season am I in? And giving yourself that, 
that value to whatever that role is. I saw the most interesting thing happen over the weekend. I was at a party and we were talking about what we do for a living. You know, people chit-chat and everyone's around the pool. And um, I got to know this one mom and she was really lovely. And at some stage I asked her, what do you do? And she, well, she asked me, so I explained to her and I said to her, what do you do? And she said, I'm working, kind of. She, it was almost like she was unsure whether she's working or not. And I said, well, do you work or not? <laughs> you know, it is very powerful if you're also a stay-at-home mom. So n- yeah. neither is wrong. Or, And she says, well, I work for the family business. And I thought it was great. But with an MBA, she is what she called helping her dad instead of saying, and for a moment there, it felt like she wasn't owning what she is doing or Maybe she's not enjoying it. I'm not sure. But I didn't want to get too personal. And I just acknowledged what she said to me. But it brought me to to this question. You know, what's the best way to not feeling stuck? I could have thought of a hundred other ways to rephrase what she told me. Yeah. Because, I, first of all, I love my dad and I wish I was working with him. But I also wish that I had an MBA because at the time I had to choose between either being pregnant or furthering my studies. So um, I'm quite confident about what I do because I love what I do, yeah. you know. But for a moment there, I thought maybe she feels really stuck, you know. And it almost didn't feel fair because I could see that she is really lovely and amazing, but she couldn't tell me that. So it's so interesting, and, and I'm smiling while you said this because I was having a similar conversation with with someone this week, you know, waiting outside the dancing extramural, you get to know the moms. And she again said to me, what do you do? And I explained, I said, what do you do? And she says, well, you know, I'm, I'm an interior designer, but I've sort of started this business with a friend of mine. And same thing, almost making excuses. And I said, that is so fantastic. And, and what we shared in the conversation and what I reframed her saying, it's so amazing to create something that's yours, that gives you meaning and gives you purpose. And I call it a lifestyle business. You know, not not everybody wants to go and be the CEO and, you know, create these empires because you think, well, what is it going to cost me if I choose that? And and just having something where you're adding value, you, you're contributing. And the fact that, again, as you said, she can be part of this family business. She needs to celebrate the fact that she's doing something for her and she's adding value. And I think to answer the, if you are feeling a little bit stuck, the reason we tend to feel stuck is because we have, we forgot about creating a compelling future vision. And so we just seeing, we living tomorrow, the next day it becomes this groundhog. But until you step back and you go, but what am I working towards? And again, it doesn't have to be this massive goal. It could be my ideal day will be, I'm going to do this until I fetch my kids, but I feel amazing and I'm feeling content. And it's not even about finances or what you're bringing in. It's where am I adding value? And when you can see, okay, but I know when they hit this age, this is what I'd love to be doing. I'd love to be upskilling. And also, I think we get stuck because we forget to grow. Growth is a fundamental human need. So... And growth, and, and I was having this conversation actually with a, she's a client who's in the C-suite executive, and she kept defining growth as it had to be, I've got to study this new degree, I've got to go do something massive. Once I've done something massive, then I feel like I'm growing. I said, but what if you just listened to a really nice podcast while you did your walk in the morning? What if you listened to an audio book? 
What if you, you manage to stay calm in a really tough situation? That's growth. And I said, if we can just manage it and, and find different ways to acknowledge how we're growing, you're going to get that sense of internal energy because it's, wow, I'm better than I was last week. Or I said no to that. And the old version of me would have said yes and given away that time. So I think we mustn't forget how to grow. And even if that means I'm going to do a painting course, I'm going to go and do this. I mean, I've just decided um, I'm going to go and become an Enneagram pr practitioner because it's become so prominent in all of my clients that I thought if I don't empower myself and learn and really be able to take that into what I do, I'm going to fall behind. And so I've decided, okay, I'm going to go and learn a new skill set. So, and it's, a little bit daunting, but it's great. And then you and now I've got to take action. So I've emailed the place this morning. I've asked. There's a course coming up in May. And so that's the thing. When you have an idea, act on it. That's the micro win. So that was my micro win for the day. I've sent out my contact. I'm waiting for them to come back and we'll see what happens. This must make, makes me excited because I feel like I've also seen you grow out of lockdown until now, you know, because that's how long I know you. Um, I think it's wonderful that you're sharing this, that you as a coach also gets to grow um, and that you also get to do things that makes you scared. <laughs> I think about what I've mastered yeah. is how to manage uncertainty. Because mm. that, that's the thing is where, you know, we think, and, and what was so interesting is, I, and I'd seen it so much, especially with my female clients, is that they say, you know, I'm doing this role now, but I would love to be in marketing. And I say, okay, great. Well, why don't you go and, and request a role? No, no, no. And the thing is, is that we, it's not even the unknown. It's not even the fear. It's that I know this and this is safe. But if I go and do that, what if I fail? What if I'm not perfect? What if people, because there's that transition phase between starting something and getting good at it. So if you can allow yourself to embrace that uncertainty and just be a beginner, and not call yourself an imposter, but rather, well, this is just me innovating. I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm moving into new space. And the more we can get comfortable with that, we can start to push ourselves. And that could be, I'm going to walk into the gym because most of us don't want to walk into a gym because you go, well, I'm going to walk in and everyone's going to see, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and there are these weights and what do I do with them? And everyone's looking at me. Walk in there. You know, give yourself a comfort challenge. What, what other feelings could the unknown present? I mean, the, w when I see things that I have never tried, even though I really want to, the first feeling I get is really scared, like I become fearful. The unknown also makes me feel a little bit excited, and I'm thinking of how I push my girls into the unknown a lot of times, whether it is grade one or transitioning from pre-primary into a big school or saying to them, you'll be fine, you'll make friends, and you go, bye, because you've just pushed them into a ballet class. And she goes, but I don't know any of their names. And I'm like, but you'll make friends. And I'm thinking of how many times I push them into the unknown. But had I had someone pushing me, and I don't know if I would have been okay. You definitely would have been okay. And what's so amazing about what you're saying is that you didn't put any anxiety on them you went go and have fun you'll figure it out and they're going well mom thinks it's fine so I'll figure it out because a lot of the time we put our own anxiety on them you know if they want to I mean especially grandmothers you know if, my, if they're climbing onto something I like, no no you're gonna fall and I'm going don't say that 
you're going to put, don't put your stuff on them. So it's amazing that you can give them that confidence because that's what confidence is. It's that, that belief in that I know I can figure it out. I always make a plan. I know that it'll come right. If you think about your first show, I mean, how much uncertainty did you have? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you think you said you seven years, nearly eight years into it, it's like you don't even have to think about it anymore. And so you had to go through that discomfort. Am I good? And you improve. And if you listen to your first show versus last week's show, of course it's going to be different. But you allowed yourself to go through that process. And I think if we can be a bit kinder to ourselves and say, I'm going to just let me start one micro one after the next. Let me figure it out. And then you'll find a better way and a better way. But it's the not starting that also eats us up. It is, right? Because you like, I'm going to, you called it something earlier. You were like, the, 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 I'll do it sometimes list. What's it called? Someday. <laughs> someday. I'll do it someday list. Yeah. And at the procrastinating, it also gives you a lot of fear because you're like, I will eventually, you know, I'll do it later. And especially if it's something inside that it's a passion that you know you want to do, but you're just ignoring it. You know, whether it's, I want to write that book, or I want to go do that class, I want to start this again. And the more you push it down, you know, it's almost, it's you silencing a part of yourself. And it's just giving yourself that space to say, let me just go and see what's the worst case. But it's, it's that, it, but, and what's so interesting is that imposter syndrome is so prevalent, not only among women, but among men as well. You are very good with tools and teaching us new habits, right? And so if there is one tool or habit that you can um, phrase or teach us in how to better manage our expectations around life and being a mom and being a wife and being a partner and being a business partner and being a worker and being a everything, what would it be? Earlier, you mentioned some beautiful, it, the guilt line, <laughs> it stays with me, you know, if you're at work, do it and enjoy it and enjoy it guilt-free. What other tools can you give us to create new habits in that space that will help us better manage our expectations about all the roles that we need to play? So number one, drop your expectations because that, that's where the disappointment comes in because... But I am the best mom and I am the best. I think it's stop trying because what we do is we say, you know, this person, they are amazing. Look what their family's like. They've got it together. She's this. But everyone lives a story we know nothing about. And I think what's so, I think where we set ourselves up for disappointment is to have an expectation, but it should be like this, or I should be like this, rather than, because I always say when you wake up in the morning, if you start your day going, what should I do today? You're already in an anxious mode because it's this feeling of how do I do it perfectly? But if you wake up and you go, what do I want to do? Or if you've got a, a task at work or you've got to do something, I don't know, a school project or you're helping your child with something, but you're doing it your way, not the way you think you're supposed to do it, but you're going, this is the way I think I should do it. This is my unique spin. This is how I want to do it. And you trust yourself in that. Rather, Because I always say, show up to your authentic self, not your perfect self. Because when you try to be your perfect self, 
you're never going to be happy and you're always going to feel like you're, you're a step behind. And then in terms of what's the one habit is be deliberate. So I think be really deliberate in terms of what are the things that matter to you? What are you doing to put them in your calendar? So something you could do is you could say, you know, I really want to get healthy, for example. And so the night before, start thinking, okay, so I'm going to wake up at half past six. So make a promise tomorrow because we wake up and we hit snooze because we haven't really decided. And so you go, well, I'm not sure. So we hit snooze and then we feel bad. But if you said the night before, I'm going to wake up at 6.30, all I'm going to do is I'm going to just sit on the mat for five minutes and just breathe and be quiet. Or I'm going to go for a 15-minute walk around the block. Then when you wake up and that alarm goes off, keep the promise you make to yourself. Show up. That's the habit. If you just keep showing up, whether you do it for two minutes, doesn't matter. Whether you do it for five minutes, doesn't matter. But that process of committing and then keeping that promise is where you build your confidence because you're showing yourself you can do it. Especially when it's not perfect, when you have a disrupted sleep or, you know, we kind of wait for this bolt of inspiration, but we do it anyway when it's not perfect. You go, wow, I showed myself I can do that. And you bring, I call it confidence capital. Then bring that to work, bring that to whatever situation you're dealing with. But as soon as you let yourself down, that's when you dent your self-esteem. That's when the inner critic shows up. You see, you can't even do this. So whatever it is, just show, show yourself and show up to it. Because you, you can create yourself into any person you want to be. Again, it's that intentionality. Who do I want to be? Create a to-be list rather than a to-do list. You know, if, and, and think, well, if I was more patient, if I was more confident, I could do that. Okay, so if you want to be more patient, tell yourself before I answer that person's phone call, I'm just going to take a breath. Take one breath and then go into it or set your intention. I mean, often... You know, often, and it's, I mean, we love our moms, but our moms we know can push buttons in us that nobody else in the world can. Nice trigger there. <laughs> and so when that phone rings, and I've said this, so set, a, set a, an anchor thought for yourself. So one of my clients, when they see, because they're just having a tough time with their mom at the moment, they just say the word grace. They go, grace. Wow. And they answer the phone and they just remember, I'm here to be empathetic. I'm here to listen let me just do this with grace. And so you just start to set that intention of who do I want to be? And it's going to, and going back to your question about the roles, when let's say you are in your own business or you are working, your intentionality could be, I'm going to demonstrate a skill today. I'm going to speak up in that meeting today. I'm going to share my view. And then when you're a mom, you're going to say, you know, your intention is patience, it's kindness, it's gentleness. And so if you just keep switching about who do I want to be and set yourself triggers, set an alarm, set reminders, and you just keep showing up like that, you're going to start to embrace each role. Laurie, you are a massive inspiration. And um, I appreciate you so much. My day started really good and my intention was to have the best day ever. I even told that to my listeners. I said, today something good will happen and you're part of that. So I want to thank you. What you do is just so incredibly inspirational on this platform you provide and you make a difference to so many people every day and you don't even know half of them, the impact that you have. 
well, we are all here to change the world for good. And I appreciate your time. Laurie Milner is a speaker, author. She's also a life coach. Want to find out where to find her? Well, she's Laurie Milner on Facebook, also on LinkedIn and on Instagram. She's Milner Laurie with Instagram photos and videos. This is a Baby Branch podcast and video. I'm Ilana. This is Laurie Milner. Thank you. <laughs> Until next time. This podcast was supported by Epimax Baby and Junior. Epimax Baby and Junior is dermatologist approved, free of artificial colorants and fragrances, and is safe to use from birth. Touch, nourish, love your child's skin with Epimax Baby and Junior. Available from leading pharmacies and retail stores.